podcast is hosted by School District of Washington Superintendent Dr. Jennifer Kephart. With help from our team in the Washington High School CAPS program, Dr. Kephart and her guests share information ranging from district happenings, current events, and student experiences to keep listeners informed about the School District of Washington. If you're a parent, district employee, or community member, this podcast is for you. Let's welcome Dr. Kephart and her guest, Mrs. Lindsay Jasper, to share more about the well-being and mental health support throughout the district. Thank you, Lily, for the introduction, and thank you to Mrs. Jasper for joining us in the CAP studio today. Welcome. Thank you. Can you tell us, Mrs. Jasper, a little bit more about your background? Well, thank you for having me today. I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I've worked for the School District of Washington um, as the district social worker since 2012. I've been a professional social worker um, working with children and families in some capacities for about 17 years. And I have a private practice, and I also work with the Franklin County Homeless Task Force. Well, I know that our listeners will be able to hear more about you and the work that you do in the district. But for those of you that are tuning in today, Mrs. Jasper is absolutely amazing and just is a miracle worker to many of our students in the district. So we are very glad to be able to have her sharing more about the role that she plays in the district. Mrs. Jasper, can you tell us a little bit, just as we're doing introductions, about the specific functions that fall under your role in the district? Sure. As the district social worker, I manage the Fighting Hunger and Fueling Minds Food Backpack Program. I also respond to many of our crisis and safety situations throughout the district. I'm a community liaison for community resources and child welfare agencies. And as a community liaison, the job is to keep up to date on our current barriers that our students and families may encounter and also work on resource development. So I often work with students who are in transition or not living at home with a guardian or parent, and I work to develop many of our crisis intervention tools, our responses and processes, um, and also providing developmental, uh, professional development to school staff. So just a few things. Just a few. (laughs) So as you might already tell listeners today, we are going to be talking about some heavier content in looking at mental health in our community we are as a nation seeing a rise in the mental health needs of students. That's not just a school district of Washington or a Franklin County or even Missouri. It really is nationally that rise in mental health. So when we discuss the well-being and mental health of our students, Mrs. Jasper, can you tell us a little bit more about what that entails so our listeners can understand? So when we're looking at well-being and mental health, we're, we're discussing the overall health of the individual. Our physical and mental health are directly related. And what we see often in our students are those behavioral symptoms of being unwell. And this can look like many things such as poor school attendance, not completing schoolwork, apathy about grades, um, students who struggle to maintain relationships, and then those behaviors that might look a little bit bigger like disrupting classrooms, uh, skipping or cutting class. But oftentimes these are symptoms of something else happening in a student's life Um, and their mental well-being. So these symptoms are indicative of mental health struggles such as anxiety, depression, um, just traumatic life experiences. And along with those struggles a student faces, they may face at home as uh, unstable housing or food insecurity, um, positive role models. Well, it certainly is a way when we look at the needs that we have in the School District of Washington, wanting to make sure that each of our children, each of our students are able to be successful and that success really digs into that well-being and that mental health of students. 
do you see a reason or reasons for the rise in in these types of needs for our students? Well, I have lots of information about mental health, but I find that parents and families and students sometimes, you know, it's hard to get information and education to them. And also we have a there's an access barrier for many families with mental health resources. So there's a shortage of mental health workers, which causes barriers such as a wait list for services. So as far as what a rise would be, there's many, many factors that a student might face. Um, some of it has to do with, and everyone talks about this, but it's an access to technology and social media. So social media is not all bad, but it can be difficult for developing brains uh, in our young people to manage and maintain what's healthy for them. So social media can play that important role in mental health, but also it's about stress in their environment. So as a community, as a world, we've all kind of endured and encountered large amounts of stress in the last couple of years, which have some of those bigger implications. Um, and our kids know when the world around them is stressed, whether mom and dad are worried about finances or housing or food or any kind of life stress, our kids can feel that as well. And so I think those are a few of the factors of why mental health is, is definitely on the rise. And really one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast too is to share as a district what supports our families have, how we are helping students, how we are partnering with our parents. As I did my student listening tour this fall, students spoke about the care from our staff and the really those Im the importance of relationships that are fostered in the classroom. How important are peer and adult relationships to our students? How important are those in the lives of, of children, but students in general? So social connections are so very important in the lives of students and kids. Relationships and connections are how kids learn, grow in their development. So having positive relationships and positive role models, that's how our kids learn, and not just through academics, but how to be a good friend, how to manage disappointments or failures or just general uh, difficult situations. So kids know when people care, and it's really important for a kid to feel connected in the world or in their community or here for mm -hmm. us, it's for school. So when a kid feels connected, they feel valued. Um, and when you feel like you matter, um, your ability to learn is just improves. Well, and we talk a lot in the district about ensuring a culture of belonging and continuing moving forward with our strategic plan, ensuring that positive culture and climate both being the same, that a student really does feel like that is a space in their classroom, in their school, in the district, that they belong and that they can be who they are and they have adults that care deeply for them. So that, that absolutely is part of who we are as a district and what we want to continue to ensure and promote. As we continue to promote and guide the development of both those intrapersonal and interpersonal relationships with friends in the classroom. What does that look like throughout our schools and our classrooms? So we do so many wonderful things. We offer uh, small groups um, at elementary and middle schools. Sometimes those are called lunch groups, but they're working on some of those social skills. Um, our school counselors teach some of these concepts um, about relationships and self-esteem and their guidance lessons, but we also have teachers trying to incorporate that in their just general lessons. We also try to do um, mediation just to kind of practice that. Um, how do we work through the struggle with our peers 
uh, with ourselves. And so and then we also provide, you know, professional development to our school staff ourselves, um, working on those relationships um, and an additional uh, mental health education, too. We talk a lot about partnering with our parents. What can parents do to support peer relationships and connections for their own children? I think continuing the conversation about how to manage friendships, regular check-ins with your child to see how they're doing, how they're feeling about themselves, and how they're feeling about their relationships. So talking about what a healthy peer relationship looks like, um, and then also how to navigate when when their struggles or their relationships are strained. I think those are always great, great ideas to do with your kids. That, that's very helpful. In continuing this conversation around supports, what type of supports do you and your team provide to students? You gave some examples just a few moments ago. What are some other supports that you provide to students throughout the district? So a big part of what we do is providing resources, whether that's school-based resources, the resources we have at school, or outside in the community. And so this really includes, it could include basic needs help, whether you need help with housing or food or transportation, but it could also be mental health, um, parenting, at-risk or prevention services. So we work with many outside agencies that can come on our campus to provide some of those things. Um, and for most family, those services are free. Um, but we also look just to see like every student has a unique situation and a unique need. So working together with a student, the parent, to identify like what's going to be best for them. And you, one of the gifts that you have that you bring to the district is that ability to connect our community. We have such a generous and giving community, and you are so good about serving on several boards, but also about finding ways in the community that there already are supports and how can you make that partnership, make that connection to our students. So I, I truly value that gift that you bring to our school district. Going back to that partnership with parents, when students do access some of the resources that you shared, how do you partner with parents so they can know what you're sharing with their, with their children and that they can also assist their children? So partnering, partnering with parents is really key. So we work really hard to build relationships with those parents um, because it's their child and they really are the expert. So my goal is always to walk alongside a parent and say, what do you feel like you need? What are the resources? You know your child and can kind of help direct us, but we always want to contact parents first, discuss the situation, and just, again, really listen to what their concerns are and then offer those resources. Um, and some people are good with a phone number. Other people, we can sit down together and call those resources. Um, it's really just kind of based on what those parents need and what they're most comfortable with. I, again, we've talked about partnership. I value that partnership that the district has with parents. What are some other supports or resources that are available, maybe specifically to our parents? So we have on our campus, um, we have these partnerships with Compass Health, uh, Mercy, Preferred Family, and a few other mental health groups. But what they do is they can come on our campus and provide um, therapy to students, or they can provide mental health case management. They may meet with um, students that are at risk and trying to make some better choices um, about their lives outside of school. So we have those partnerships. And then we also have some other agencies that work with parents like a therapeutic parenting support partner. Um, many again, again, many of those services are free. Um, and so those are just a few of the resources that we have. 
Wonderful, thank you. As we are wrapping up today, if a student is struggling or if a parent would like to look into some of these resources, how can they access mental health support? I think a big thing is if your child is, is struggling, we always encourage students to reach out to someone at school, whoever that might be that they feel most comfortable with, whether that's a teacher, counselor, principal. Um, so we just ask you to reach out to anyone and parents can really do the same thing, whoever they feel most comfortable with that's kind of the first step, and then we can kind of work alongside you to get the resources that you're looking for. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you again for your expertise and well-being support throughout the district. Is there anything that you would like to share as we wrap up our podcast today? I don't think so. I appreciate you having me today, and, and it's exciting to be able to talk about mental health and all the different resources that we do have available to families, so thank well, you. We are truly blessed as a district to have those resources and certainly to have you leading some of those resources as well. So with that, thank you to Mrs. Jasper, and a big thank you to my fabulous CAPS broadcasting team today, and a thank you to our listeners for partnering with us as we live out the School District of Washington mission to inspire achievement, character, and personal growth in all students as they pursue and succeed in college careers and life. Join us next month when we talk about summer school. Check out the show notes and don't forget, you can connect with the district on Facebook and Twitter at SDF Washington and the website washington.k12.mo.us. And remember, Blue Jays, rock on! Respect, ownership, commitment, and kindness.